Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. This newest podcast episode focuses on the recent performance of the specialty supplement retailer, The Vitamin Shop. But before we get started, I would love if you took 50 seconds out of your day to leave a rating or review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. The Vitamin Shop is extending its merchandising strategy outside of functional CPG categories, but is that a good idea? I'll get to my thoughts around that introduction a bit later in this content, but I did want to run through some of the basics of the 2022 quarter one earnings report and conference call that was released on May 5th of 2022. And for those that maybe are not aware, the Vitamin Shop was acquired a few years ago by a publicly traded holding company named Franchise Group. The stock ticker is FRG. Franchise Group owns an assortment of retail assets like the Vitamin Shop, Pet Supplies Plus, American Freight, Buddy's Home Furnishings, Badcock Home Furniture and more, and Sylvan Learning. Being that the franchise group likes to make my life a bit difficult by not maybe breaking out a lot of the segment level financial details, this content will be softer on the financial numbers, but more focused on actionable strategic information about the vitamin shop, which in the end is probably more valuable to my community anyways, right? So let's kind of start at some of that financial data that they do disclose. The vitamin shop's first quarter revenue was $311 million. That was up. 5.5% year-over-year, and up 13.2% on a quarter-over-quarter basis. Same-store comps for the quarter was a positive 6.1%, which was driven by strong in-store customer traffic, new product launches, and price increases due to higher vendor costs. Operating profit in the quarter was $35.4 million, which was pretty strong, but it is slightly below the comparative operating margin percentage of the first quarter of 2021. Before I shift this content into some deeper commentary, I do want to give a shout out to the sponsor of this content, Ghost Lifestyle. I've been a huge supporter of this sports and active nutrition brand since they initially launched in 2016. And they've also won a slew of the Vitamin Shop's most recent Battle of the Brands awards, including new brand of the year. Personal favorite products of mine are the Sour Patch Kids Blue Raspberry Ghost Energy Drinks the Chips Ahoy Ghost Way, and the Bubblicious Legend Pre-Workout. Now you can grab yours at ghostlifestyle.com or through fine retailers like The Vitamin Shop. Now getting back into the content, I want to kind of discuss a little bit around the franchising and store update. The Vitamin Shop ended the quarter with 708 stores overall in their system, which was down three from the previous quarter. All but one of the stores in the fleet is corporate-owned. That ratio will start to change in the coming periods as the Vitamin Shop does have a dozen franchise stores in its backlog. That's up three on a backlog perspective from last quarter, and the franchise group is confident this will grow further as continued interest from Discovery Days have been strong. Now, shifting this content into the e-commerce and marketplace, digital sales accounted for just over 25% of the total revenue in Q1, which equates to about a run rate of over $300 million for that channel. 
The Vitamin Shop also announced a partnership with Logic Broker, a cloud-based digital commerce platform for marketplace and dropship connectivity. The partnership will expand the nutritional supplement retailers, digital merchandising capabilities, and provide expanded product assortments to its online customers. According to CEO Sharon Lighty, the Vitamin Shop being a premier destination for health and wellness solutions that support millions of people on their journeys of lifelong wellness, their goal is to continually provide new products and services that meet those customer needs. So kind of here's my hot take on this extended merchandising strategy. I'd be more interested in the Vitamin Shop adding more services or more strategic partnerships compared to more products when thinking about how they can support customers throughout the entire wellness spectrum. Adding new categories of merchandising such as fitness accessories or sports equipment or light equipment like yoga mats or exercise bands really reminds me of something that Bodybuilding.com did a year or so ago. And to my understanding, it's not going all that well. In my opinion, those items are easily found on a number of websites, retailers, and marketplaces very easily. Maybe something more is within the strategic map that maybe I'm not privy to in terms of the information, but this doesn't feel special to me as a standalone strategy. Next, I want to talk about some new acquisition channels and maybe just like social media as a whole for the vitamin shop. And recently, my friends at the Supplement industry media company Nutri Ingredients USA had Lisa Chinevsky, the vice president of brand content and creative at the Vitamin Shop, on their NutriCast podcast. It was really a great episode that covered several social media strategies that have helped the Vitamin Shop. Firstly, they're talking about how the Vitamin Shop set up each store with its own Instagram account. And while that can be really challenging from a brand consistency kind of communication perspective, those accounts give each Vitamin Shop store location the opportunity to localize marketing and communication. This helps them to be kind of better aligned with the local communities that they serve. And in a way, it really humanizes the brand more as these local accounts are run by the health enthusiasts that do work at these particular stores. Secondly, they talked about leveraging the brand trust of the Vitamin Shop on TikTok for edutainment purposes. I don't want to say there's a lot of misinformation on social media, but I do think that there's a lot of poor quality information on social media platforms. TikTok has a ton of that poor quality information that goes viral and starts trends. And the Vitamin Shop has taken a stance that when there are bad, maybe health and wellness trends on the platform that are going viral, they will think about it as an opportunity to educate as a health brand authority. And then thirdly, and kind of a continuation on some of these TikTok trends, they can actually fuel sales growth. So social listening is extremely important. And I talked about this with Jack Gayton, the sports nutrition divisional merchandise manager in a previous content piece about how TikTok is responsible for a surge in demand for creatine. Sales for creatine surged 91% year over year in 2021 and website searches on the vitamin shop for the term was up 77% year over year. This can also be seen with additional trends as well, which is something that these merchandisers and buyers need to watch closely so they can take advantage of the kind of TikTok made me buy it effect. I really think of this as like a faster, quicker, uh, 
Dr. Oz effect that used to happen at the vitamin shop every time the TV doctor would mention an ingredient or product on its show. Next, I want to talk about the franchise group's kind of mergers and acquisitions activity or just rumors that are going on. The franchise group has continued to be some of the most active deal makers in the market. They've quickly went from like, who the heck are they to, wow, these guys are executing impressively across the retailers within their portfolio. And last month, I created a piece of really insightful content that dove deep into what the news of the franchise group making a run at acquiring Kohl's could potentially mean to the vitamin shop. Really, if you haven't checked out that one yet, you're missing out. And I'll make it easy for anyone that is interested in checking that out by popping this video up here and also leaving the link to that content in this content's description. And I won't run through the details of that content again because if you have watched it, I don't want to bore you and kind of waste your time. But through that content, I did explore the possibility of the Vitamin Shop's private label merchandising at Kohl's, a store within a store wellness concepts akin to the Kohl's and Sephora beauty partnerships and also how loyalty programs and marketing integration could happen between the two retailers. That being said, the franchise group leadership was playing coy about the Kohl's bid rumors and wouldn't really say how far the talks have gotten or if the talks are even still ongoing. Further questioning during the conference call around mergers and acquisitions deals showed that the franchise group will be aggressive as private and public company valuations drop. Just want to end on some quick final thoughts. I know I probably sound like a broken record at this point, but it's time to wake up people. Since the vitamin shop is shielded in the public markets by the franchise group ownership, the supplement retailer's turnaround hasn't been front and center, but overlooking it would be a mistake. They will have store growth for the first time in a half decade. They have a growing customer file for the first time in half a decade. And they are also positioned inside of a growing specialty category. That is also usually recession resistant. Fact is 2022 is continuing to set up very nicely for the vitamin shop. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 